Hey there, thank you for listening to Say Less presented by the Watchtower Media Network. If you want to contribute, drop us a line on our contact page or email in to inbox at wtchtwr.com. We're always on the lookout for writers, editors, podcasters and plenty more. So if you're looking to get involved with all the happenings at the Watchtower, let us know and we'll take a look at whatever you might have to offer. Make sure you follow us too at Watchtower underscore media across all the socials for all the latest pop culture with a view. Right now, say less with me, Aaron Casanova and Mihir Kole coming up. Say Less episode five. We're back with another set of picks, recommendations, and reviews for each other. Mihir, let's get straight into it. Uh, my okay. pick for you for something to watch last week was Palm Springs, the Sundance classic, really one of the standouts of the last few years. What did you think? I spoke to you as soon as I'd finished the movie yesterday. I really liked it. Two of my favorite actors, you know, it's got a bit of a, a new take. You know, it's not, it's not action. It's not, it is a bit of a rom-com, but it's got, you know, the whole Groundhog Day kind of basis around, uh, behind it. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was humorous. I thought all the, the ideas and the jokes, they all landed with me. You know, the characters, I, <laughs> I love them. They were relatable, understandable. And even J.K. Simmons' character, you know, the whole banality of his character. I loved it. Mm. I loved every bit of it. And the music was great too, obviously. I have a few quick questions that I want your most immediate reaction possible to, okay? Mm-hmm. MVP of the oh, movie. Oh, God. Wait. Andy Samberg. <laughs> Stealth MVP. Stealth MVP. Uh, Christine Maloti. Absolutely <laughs> loved her. Because I've only seen her in How I Met Your Mother. And the vibe she has in this movie is very different to that show. So I don't, I don't know which one is the real Christine Maloti, as in who she is in real life. But based on this performance, I felt like she was playing herself a lot more than she was playing the character, which I, I loved because it's a great, great, great uh, entertainment to watch. Camila Mendes, not enough screen time, just enough or too much? Not enough. Not enough. It's not just the screen time. She doesn't have any lines. That's the issue. <laughs> she, most of the time she's in the background. She's sitting down. That's it. That's it. She's not saying anything. She's not doing anything. The only two parts of the movie where you actually saw her act one was when Christine Melody whispered in her ear and told her the secret, which I won't spoil. And then she cried. But even then you couldn't see it because she was covering her damn face. And then the second part was near the end of the movie, you know, where they, they hugged it out. That one was good. But the thing is, I cannot see any of her acting prowess because she's not given the chance to show it off. So, yeah, I would say not enough screen time in the sense that she needs more dialogue and more things to do. Best song that they used? Hey, come on, man. You already know the answer to this. <laughs> Cloud Bustin' by Kate Bush at the end. I thought it was such a good fit. But they have used another 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, uh, that's... Movie. I know what you mean. And I, I get I get what you're trying to say. I think, you know, the part where they're doing that montage of the days that they spent together and they just skip, you know, they do like one activity they did and then they skip to the next day and the next day. Maybe they could have added maybe a, a little bit more there. You know, one of my favorite scenes was uh, when they're lying down in the desert at night and they see the the dinosaurs. I love that scene. So more kind of stuff like that. And, you know, all the crazy, crazy shit they did. Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have minded another 10 minutes of, of that kind of stupidity. 
before the whole movie, you know, gets to its climax and building towards it. And finally, should there be a part two? No, there should not. I do not think this movie should be ruined with a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know for a fact that sequels usually are worse than the original. It always happens. And this movie ended really well. I don't think that they have any need to go into this, you know, into another movie or another sequel. If they wanted to try it again, but with different characters, different setting, they could, but not anytime soon, maybe in like five years or something. There we go. Palm Springs. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation to you was What Men Want, starring Tahaji P. Henson. What did you think? I didn't like it. I just, here's the thing. So I realized pretty early on into the film It would have been good, if not really good, if it was a sitcom series. You know, those 20, 22 minute episodes, that really would have suited it. What I realized is that I'm really not the target audience for that sort of thing. (laughs) It's just, it's not in my wheelhouse, which makes not much sense because it got a lot of sports in it. On that point, (laughs) I thought the cameos by the athletes were pretty good. I thought that Shaq was quite good during the poker game. And so was Carl Anthony Towns in his little cameo. Just my general problem with it is I just didn't like it. To be quite honest, I spent most of the movie with it kind of down, the volume down, because you know what's going to happen. You know what the beat... The twist with Pete Davidson's character being gay was good. I did like that. (laughs) That was quite funny. And he was great in this movie. I just... I'm not the target audience. And it it didn't click with me. Yeah, no, that's understandable. The point you made about it being a sitcom series, I think that would have been really good because they could have... They could have taken the whole idea places because in a movie, you know, there has to be a conclusion. But in a sitcom series, it doesn't. The fun can go on. (laughs) And don't you worry, Aaron, my recommendation for this week will be something quite up your alley. Okay, I hope so, because between this and Space Sweepers in week one, it's been two not Space Sweepers is a good movie. It's just not for you. (laughs) In any case, we'll move on to my pick for something to listen to ultra indie album psychic reader by bad bad hats what did you think okay so like i i said um last week indie music and me have this love-hate relationship uh and sometimes i like it and sometimes it just it pisses me off to no end i feel like this fell smack dab in the middle you know there were times where i was like yeah i'm, I'm vibing with it and then suddenly 30 seconds and i'm like now nah, turn it off i hate it next um but that's that's not to do with the music i mean not sorry not to do with how good it is or how bad it is it's just indie music itself is not something i listen to on a regular basis so for me it does change from time to time depending on my mood whereas there's songs where i will listen to regardless of what mood i'm in because i like that kind of genre so that that's that's my takeaway you know personally i'm pretty i know it's good music Uh, i'm just not a fan of indie music I need to take you down to Williamsburg in Brooklyn one day and show you what that kind of aesthetic is like. I do think there's a spot for it, though. It's one of those songs that one of those albums that you can have in the background while you're doing something else. And you don't really you don't really mind too much. And it's just chill and it gets along, increases your productivity and it doesn't destroy your ears or require you to focus (laughs) too much on what's what's happening. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's a different kind of music. It's that background music rather than. The music that you listen to and then you just start you know you're just sitting outside on the bus and you just start vibing um i didn't get that feeling but that's because i'm not a fan of indie music 
it depends really on the sunshine levels i think too it's been quite an up and down week in terms of weather and if the sun's May, out and I don't... you listen to this album you really get the serotonin flowing it's the wind that bothers me my guy i just why is it so windy <laughs> right my recommendation for you to listen to was golden buzzer winner donches dacres and his song only a man and his hit single wiggle wine <laughs> um right i i you know it's for i've told you my my opinion on this song so what did you think kind of it's a general outlook on the song i was pleasantly surprised that only a man wasn't a joke see yeah. last <laughs> week when you mentioned it i as you can hear in last week's episode i googled um only a man and the thumbnail made it look like a joke that being said only a man is a decent enough afrobeat song so upbeat, obviously. Uh, yeah, I thought it was weirdly good. I'm not going to put it on any playlist. Wiggle Wine, less so. I kind of, it lost <laughs> me. But Only a Man was surprisingly not bad, I have to say. It's catchy. You know, who knows if there's going to be something like Notting Hill Carnival this year. But you can yes. really imagine it being played there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did you, I know you were interested, but did you watch his edition on Britain's oh, Got didn't. Talent? Right, yeah, I, I, I know what you mentioned about the, the whole point about his passion. And uh, what I ended up, what I think ended up happening was when he did his recording, because he's a 60-year-old man, I think they edited and auto-tuned his voice quite a bit. Because um, I know he's not the greatest singer. He doesn't have an amazing vocal range and all those things. So I think a lot of his passion and his, his vibe and energy was lost in the, the recording. If you don't want to feel that energy and, you know, his, his kind of passion... Uh, watch the Britain's Got Talent audition. You know, it's like four or five minutes long and uh, it will make a big difference in what you think about the song. Although he only performs Wiggle Wine. So if you don't like that <laughs> song, maybe maybe you want to join. But it did get the entire stadium dancing. So I thought that was what made me recommend it. So do catch the audition. I think it might change your opinion a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit. Okay, that brings us on to our wild cards for this week. Here, another indie movie for you. Mm-hmm. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, starring Thomas Mann, Olivia Cook, Nick Offerman, RJ Siler. What did you think? All right. Well, first off, fuck you, Aaron, for recommending this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For those of you who haven't seen it, man, uh, I was lied to. All right. The entire movie, I was lied to by Thomas Mann. He lied to me, to my face, he lied. But I did tell you that the, the movie, it, it did break me a little bit. I was, I had to like just turn the, the laptop down and just sit and stare out the window for about 15 minutes. I thought the movie was very interesting because indie movies are always interesting in the way that they do their, their cinemography and the, the dialogue and the, the camera views and all of that stuff. I think just for that fact, I think people should watch this. But the story and... The progression, uh, it's real, you know, it's not, it doesn't feel like one of those classic movies where things are so scripted and the dialogue is so predictable and people act in really strange ways. Uh, in this movie, I felt the story and the actors acted in a very realistic manner. You could relate to them, you could feel like, okay, this is what would actually happen if I was in the situation. So for that, reason alone i really liked it because movies like this you know what's what's the other one the fault in our stars for example it's too it's too romanticized do you know what i mean it's too perfect there's too many things too many good things that happen 
the characters you know act the right way they the, the timing is great in this movie it's realistic the things that happen are realistic and um there's that you know the whole idea of adding that little claymation and those small movies that earl and um oh god forgetting his name my guy greg <laughs> Greg, oh, God, so stupid name. Greg and Earl, they keep coming up with these movies. I thought that was really, really fun. I think um, I really enjoyed it. I was very curious. I didn't get most of the movies, but just watching them was entertaining. And the, the ending, you know, it fucking killed me, honestly. Uh, one of the scenes that I remember and still I can still, you know, picture it. I think he was playing one of his movies for yeah for for Olivia Cook in her room, not the not the ending scene, but you know this was mm. when she was starting to get more and more depressed and sad and all of that kind of stuff. And you know she was watching the movie, and you could see her smile for just like half a second, and then the smile went away. I that that scene was amazing. I I felt I don't know who wrote that. I don't know if it was scripted or not but I really 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 connected with that because you know you could see that she was trying to be happy and she was trying to to be hopeful but at some point you realize that it's just it's just futile you know and that that, that scene portrayed that really well so yeah fuck you Aaron this movie <laughs> this movie it was great but fuck you <laughs> all right me That's and Earl and the Dying say. Girl is available on Netflix until the 3rd of April. Please, please, please check it out. You'll be equally amused and heartbroken as Mihir is right now. Yeah. And the movie goes by pretty quick, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's only about 90 minutes. Yeah. It's a very easy watch. So, right. <laughs> my wild card to you was nothing emotional in the same sense, but it was a YouTube channel, Caleb City, who does humorous skits. Uh, what did you think? I liked a few of his skits. I do think that some of them are slightly too long in that even for a four-minute clip. I think that's why he took off on Vine in that mm -hmm. Vine, obviously, you have to compress your humor into 60-second chunks. I think it really, really works, the shorter ones, especially one of my favorite ones was the Just Dance clip where oh, he yes. talks about how Just Dance is basically fixed for the opponent to win, which if you've ever played any sort of video game is a thought that goes through everyone's mind all the time, especially <laughs> if they're losing, is that the game is fixed against you, which they are, which they are. Yeah, okay, Either way, okay. Caleb City, I thought he was funny. I liked his style. I liked his editing as well. I do think some of them, the clips were slightly too long. But mm -hmm. overall, I think it's real rabbit hole stuff in that, you know, you could end up, thinking you're going to watch one clip in there all night until 4 a.m. Yeah, trust good. me, I, I know. <laughs> so for our viewers out there, just know that Aaron, never play a game with Aaron. He will cheat. He will find every way to cheat. And he won't even try to hide it. He will cheat and laugh in your face while he takes your money from you. So just remember that. <laughs> Except at poker, I'm terrible at poker. But yes, that I is will true. actively is true. cheat to try and win. Well, I'm glad you like Caleb City. I, I too like his editing because he, he does it all himself. You know, even the different characters he plays, it's really seamless, makes it quite funny to watch. Perfect. Shall we move good. on to this week? Yes, we shall. So another week means another set of picks for each other to watch, listen to, and the wildcard. I will start us off from here. 
Okay, so what I realized in last week's choices of Palm Springs and Me and Elle and the Dying Girl is that I keep gravitating towards movies that I really, really love. And so I'm going to try and slow down in terms of this week, you're going to get a movie I really, really like. It's not one of the GOAT movies, but I think you'll still enjoy it either way. Starring so many famous people, Ben Affleck, Matthew McConaughey, Mila Jovovich, Richard Linklater's 1993 classic coming-of-age comedy, Dazed and Confused. You're going to have to find it once again. It's Don't worry. <laughs> very much a precursor in a lot of ways to Superbad and Booksmart. It's set in okay. high school, and it's the last day of school, basically. And there's that transition between American middle school and American high school. The 17-year-olds in high school are becoming the seniors. They get to haze and basically boss around the new freshmen. It's all set in one night. You get maybe, there's really about 25 different characters. Uh, Matthew McConaughey steals the show. It's not the hardest watch in that you don't have to pay the closest attention throughout, but it's just phenomenal. And you get to see all these guys, especially Affleck and McConaughey, before their stars. I think this is McConaughey's second movie ever. Mm -hmm. It's certainly his biggest role of that year. You get to see Affleck as a bully. I didn't even recognize Affleck the first time I saw him in this. It's just great. It's so easy to watch. And you're going to okay. fall in love with all of the characters. Perfect. Okay. I'm excited. I'll check it out for sure. When you said it's a precursor to Superbad, and you said it's Milia Jovovich, you say less, my guy. <laughs> I am there. There's a lot of um, backstory, you... too, in the uh, oral history with Milia Jovovich, which you should check out. But check out the movie first. It's just mm -hmm. phenomenal. Perfect. I definitely will. All right. So my recommendation for you um, is a movie that came out this year called the, the White Tiger. It came out on Netflix. It's directed by Ramin Barani. It's an American movie, but it's uh, also an Indian movie. It's got Priyanka Chopra as well. So that should, that should carry you over. Say less, um, so it's a, it's a rags to riches story, kind of like Slumdog Millionaire, but it's a different outlook. It doesn't have the same kind of, uh, you know, direct rags to rich kind of story. It focuses on a, a driver who lives in poverty, you know, he has to worry about his family, you know, worry about day-to-day -day money and all of that stuff. And it's his story about how he tries to go from that position, working for a pretty rich family and being treated like shit, because that's what servants get treated like in India. And then you've got this um, juxtaposition with Priyanka Chopra, who in the movie is an American Indian, and she can't comprehend the way things work in India, you know, the way the caste system works and how servants and people below are treated. And then it's her kind of ideas towards that. And the main, the main actor, who is a guy called Adarsh Gaurav, what Raman Barani does, which I really like as a director, is he picks actors who aren't, you know, that well-known. You know, they're, they're up-and-coming actors. You know, they're, they're new. They're not, you know, standardly, you know, really attractive, well-built kind of people. But they are fantastic actors. And he gives these people a chance in his movies. And they always, they do fantastically. I think this movie really makes you think. And um, obviously you haven't been exposed to the whole caste system and all of that stuff that's happening in India. So this will be a really good insight into what it's actually like. Also, it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of insane <laughs> for a movie that just came out. I've seen and a lot it of promotion is, for this and it looks really good. Um, it's based off a book as well. 
so you know it's going to be decent at least. <laughs> uh, and it's in English. It's it's got a bit of Hindi, but it's mainly in English, so you don't have to worry about the translation and all of that crap. You could have stopped at Priyanka Chopra and ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I would have been there. Say less. Yeah, good movie. I think you'll enjoy it. Exciting. Okay, those are our picks for things to watch. On to our choices for each other to listen to. Mihir, I'm going to give you another band. It's one of my favorite okay. bands. They have a new album coming out in about four weeks' time, four or five weeks' time. It keeps getting delayed, sadly, because COVID. Mm-hmm. Nottingham three-piece band, London Grammar. I am going to send you right now on uh, instant message a list of specific songs you should listen to, but just okay. generally put on the playlist on Spotify. London Grammar is my choice of something for you to listen to. Like I say, they're a three-piece band from Nottingham. They make quite ethereal. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really indie music. It's pop music, but it's uh, quite pensive, really atmospheric. Some of their modern stuff is more, um, how would you say, electronic-based. Okay. But just generally, across their two albums that they've already released, plus their upcoming one, Californian Soil, I just think they make incredible music and it's just beautiful the way they put it together. I think you're Mm going to really like this, especially as the days get slightly longer now, there's a bit more sunshine. I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to send you a list of songs to listen to right now. Okay, perfect. I remember when we went to Northern Ireland and uh, you introduced me to the song Strong by London Grammar. Oh, yes. Uh, Yes. And... uh, that was that was my moment into the mad band and i really 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 like that song it is on my um like songs playlist at the moment and i did want to check out you know them further try out there's some other songs i didn't know where to start so this kind of is a perfect recommendation because i now i know where to start and so i'm really looking forward to it because i love the strong and the vocals what's the word for it you know you, you just vibe with the vocals you know that that meme of the the cat just vibing to the music that's that's gonna yeah. be me <laughs> i definitely am with you i think strong is like a gateway song a lot of bands have um gateway songs that really tell you a lot about what they're like strong mm-hmm. is the london grammar gateway song once you've heard okay. strong it's really easy to get into things like sites especially uh if you wait rooting for you too then the music gets a bit more electronic. There's a slightly higher tempo, but it doesn't lose any of the atmosphere and any of the emotive nature of the vocals. All of their songs are just phenomenal. Perfect. So my recommendation for you to listen to for this week needs a little bit of context first. It's a band called KDA. Not a band, it's a group. And um, obviously you must have heard of the game League of Legends. I'm sure you have. Who hasn't? Terrible game. Don't play it. Um, But what the company did was they got some really popular musicians in both America and Korea, and they put them together into a group that represent four characters in the game. So in in this group are people like Madison Beer, Kim Petras, Becca Boom, uh, Jeon Soyun, who is in the the group G Idol, which is booming in Korea, Uh, Bia Miller, you know, and it goes on. That's the ba- that's the group, that's the band, KDA. But the song that I'm going to recommend to you was sung by Madison Beer and Kim Petras. It's called Villain. It's just straight up pop. It's just pop. It's got a bit of electro to it. You know, a lot of people have exposure to kind of pop anyway. And this song 
and other KDA songs have made it onto the top charts, regardless of people, you know, not knowing about League and its relation to that game. But I don't think it really has any effect on the songs. They're just classic pop. They have nothing to do with the game itself. Um, so I think you you should listen to it because it does vibe a lot. <laughs> it's like the kind of song you would hear at a, at a disco or in a club. So, you know, give it a shot. I'm really intrigued by the idea that Madison Beer and Bea Miller and Kim Petrus. So wait, they all play the same role? Am I right? No, that? so they, they represent different members in the group, which are then corresponded to different characters in League of Legends. Okay. I don't think that's really important. I just, it, it's, it's good to know for other people that, you know, the, the music that Riot Games, who made League of Legends, comes out with always slaps. And it's, it's taken from the, the, the player base of the game into the wider community. And even people there have fucking loved it. So these guys really know what they're doing. The song that they released for last year's World Championships, which is called uh, Take Over, they've been working on that one song for eight years. It took them eight years to come up with that one song. So these guys, you know, they really know what they're doing. You can watch the music video if you prefer. It doesn't have Madison Beer in it, (laughs) sadly. I, I think you might enjoy it. So give it a give it a shot. Compared to Blackpink, it seems to me like, you know, um, Grimes. Yeah. It seems to me like Grimes. I was just talking to my brother about this. You know how Grimes is basically, somebody once described her music as like pop music, but on crack. This yes. is what this looks like. <laughs> I don't think it's quite the level of Grimes. I still feel like it is just pop. Yeah, I, I don't think you can you can elevate it to the kind of music that Grimes makes, which... You know, many people have a love-hate relationship with. This is just easy, digestible pop that, you know, makes you want to move your booty a little bit. So, <laughs> hey, look, we all need some of that, especially as we continue to be in freaking lockdown. But here we are. All right, KDA, I'm intrigued. Say less. It's got Madison Beer, say less. Yeah. On to our wild card picks for this week, which can be anything, something to watch, listen to, or one week we had a burger. So finally, I am choosing for you, Mihir, a YouTube channel myself. You're going to have to step into my world a bit. Okay. You know how much I love sports. Okay, yeah, All yeah. All kinds right. of sports. This one I think you're going to find interesting. It's not really about the action of sport itself. One of my main interests about sport is how stories that we see in today's games and seasons and matches and all that sort of thing, they're never really coincidental they're always the results of things and so i'm really interested in things like sports history so for you mihir you are to watch videos by a channel called i nerdsome he makes videos about the history of modern basketball and basically how today's teams especially the championship winning teams how they got there and how you can kind of see the trajectory from when a lot of these teams especially were bum teams we just lose all the time and would run out of money and just waste things like draft picks and stuff to these championship teams, which will go down in history as being the greatest teams of all time. I think okay. it's just really interesting to see how sports, to me, is never really a coincidence. Everything that we see is always a result of several other different things happening. It's hard to see that when you're in the moment, but if you take a broader picture of it, and look, what we see today is the result of the last seven, eight, nine years of this process, then you can think of it in that way. They're nice, easy 10 to 15 minute videos. 
lots of different topics. I think you'll enjoy it. I nerd some. Okay. And um, I'm free to watch anything I find interesting here, yeah? Yeah, I would watch a couple, see what piques your interest and take a look. And you might, it's another rabbit hole one. They're incredibly easy. He uses real footage as well and doesn't okay. speak over it. He just kind of lets history speak for itself rather than trying to input your own thing. You just have to look and make your own interpretations. Okay, perfect. I look forward to it. I'm not the biggest follower of, of sports. I mean, I follow badminton, but that's it. But not the big ones, you know, like football and basketball and baseball and hockey and all of that stuff. So I'll check it out because I am interested in history, as you know. So um, we will find yeah, maybe the badminton we'll... version of I Nerd Some eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is one, my guy. I've tried. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, at least this way I'll have some more stuff to, to pretend to know about when I go out and meet mates at the pub. Did you see that ludicrous display last night? <laughs> My recommendation for you this week is a real wild card. You know, it's 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 not something you'd ever expect, like um, your recommendation with the burger. This is a product. Don't worry, it's not expensive. It's about maybe like less than a fiver that you can get on Amazon or any hardware shop, to be honest. It is an air spray duster. A what? An air spray duster? I thought you were going to say air yes. fryer. I was really excited for a second. Okay. Yeah, but air, uh, mate, I know I'm not going to make you drop 300 quid on an air fryer just for one episode now, am I? That's all right. Little sells them now, so. Yeah, well, I'll hear it on the news. You know, man's house went up in flames the other day. Um, but yeah, air spray duster or, you know, better known as canned air. It's just a can filled with condensed, no condensed, or compressed gas. And what it does is it just blows out air really fast. And the applications for this product are endless. You can use it to clean stuff. You can use it to mess around. You can use it to propel things. I feel like everyone should just have a can of this at home just to mess around with. It's so much fun for, for less than five quid. And, you know, if you have electronics or computers or headphones or whatever, and you need to clean like some part that you can't quite reach with your fingers, just get one of these, my guy. It just cleans all the dust. It is amazing. I cannot recommend it enough. And um, what I really enjoy about it is it gives you this sense of power, you know? It makes you feel like Avatar. Power. Avatar the Airbender. Yes, you've got the power of air in your hands. You press a button, it just sprays air at an insane, 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 insane strength. It's just good fun, my guy. You will enjoy it. Get it from Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay, so I have two questions that come yes. to mind. What are you meant to use it for? So What's it's mainly used use? for cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning okay. electronics. Yeah. Oh, so like the bits in like my keyboard where I can't read. Yep. yep. Okay. What do you actually use it for? Well. <laughs> don't well, don't mainly, answer that. Say less. Yeah, yeah shut up, Aaron. <laughs> you dirty-minded bitch. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm just, I'm I, just saying say less. I use it to clean things that you can't clean with, with water. Again, so it mainly be keyboards or speakers or my computer or things like that. Or sometimes what I like to do is I just take it and blow the air on my hand because it's, it's compressed air. So it's really cold. It's really, really cold. And considering that it's going to get really hot outside in, in a month or two, it'd be great to have a can of this on the side of your table. Your hands start to get a bit sweaty and warm. Just blow some air on it. It'll feel fan-fucking-tastic. I'm telling you, I've tried it many times. I've got one right here. This is what it looks like, right? It's got this nozzle. You press okay. down, it just blows air. It feels amazing, Aaron. I can't hype this enough. So I have to spend five of my hard-earned English pounds on a can of air 
Well, considering you spend maybe 50 every night we go out to the pub pre-lockdown and we will post-lockdown, I don't think a fiver is going to break your bank, Aaron. Okay, so I have to imagine this as if I'm buying a pint and not yes. a can of air. <laughs> yes, although I wouldn't drink what's in this. Oh, okay. okay. That's just, that's just my that recommendation. Down. Do not drink. That's just my recommendation. All right, say less, a can of air. Yes, you doubt it now, but you will enjoy it. <laughs> All right, well, there we are. Those are our picks for Say Less episode five. Uh, We should make a note right now that we are going to mix up the format slightly next week. A bit of a twist on our picks, especially the World Cup. So stay tuned. For now, though, let's have a run through of our picks for each other before we head off into the world to try things like canned air. So my picks to Mihir were... Dazed and Confused, 1993, Richard Linklater, classic coming-of-age comedy. London Grammar, a Nottingham-based three-piece pop band, and the YouTube channel, I Nerd Some, about the history of basketball. Perfect. And my recommendations for Aaron to watch the movie The White Tiger on Netflix, directed by Raman Barani, starring Priyanka Chopra. To listen, Villain by KDA, a group uh, that includes Madison Beer and Kim Petras. And the wild card for this week, a can of air to do with as he pleases. That's it. Say less. (laughs) We will be back next week with another set of picks, recommendations, and reviews for each other on the Watchtower Media Network. You've been listening to Say Less, episode five. I'm Aaron Casanova. And I'm Mihir Kohe. We'll be back next week. Stay safe. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Thank you.